Welcome to the Everyday Marketer Podcast, where we believe the key to great marketing isn't big budgets and confusing strategies. On this podcast, we give you practical solutions you can implement to grow your brand every single day. What's up, guys? I'm glad to be back for another episode of the Everyday Marketer Podcast. And really, I love having these conversations with Alan, man. So uh, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Man, I love these conversations. I've seen a lot of creativity right now. So I'm, I'm feeling it in my own life. Um, you know, weathering a pandemic has been different for everybody. It's been hard. A lot of people have had losses and are grieving those. But I am also seeing a lot of new creative content, ideas, even businesses and nonprofits that are being formed right now. And I actually just got the opportunity to spend uh, four days uh, with a leader who was feeling stuck. And we did a lot of messaging and ultimately um, getting that message clarified so that he can get that out to the world. And that's something that just pumps me up. So just to see the kind of creativity right now that's, that's blooming. So if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, that means you're human. We believe that everyone is a genius, that you've got something that you're amazing at, passionate about, uniquely designed to do. And we want to help you get that out to the world. So uh, let's dig in today. Jonathan, what are we talking about in this episode? What is the worst cultural experience you've ever had? The worst cultural experience I've ever had, um, honestly, I think a lot of restaurants that I've been to. I think I've, I've walked into a restaurant uh, expecting something great, right? Uh, sky high expectations. And uh, I've sat there for minutes without even being acknowledged. Um, not like, hey, we'll get to you, but I've been to places that are wide open. I mean, there's like one table filled and I went there to experience a great environment and absolutely thought I'm out. And I, I've waited for two, three, four, ten 10 minutes before and just got, apparently you don't see me and left. Like I'm not going to bring my money here. So, I mean, I've had some awkward moments uh, in my days for sure. Maybe we should talk about some of those here on the podcast. But that to me was just, I, I can't believe that I would entrust my, my money to somebody in the next hour and a half or two hours of a long dinner mm-hmm. if you can't even come and acknowledge that. Uh, so to me, those are some of the worst experiences. And of course, I moved on and, and found a restaurant that would treat me a little bit better and hopefully had some better food, hopefully some tacos on the other side of that. Yeah, for me, um, I'll never forget, we went to a... Uh, we were in the season of we had left our church to 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 go plant, and so we were just visiting churches, and so we went into this one and similar to the restaurant because uh, it, it, it's hospitality, and so we walk in the front door and like people made eye contact with us, and then they like quickly turned and went the other way, like acknowledged and then walked quickly the other way, so much so to where it was four of us there and we all looked like that was strange. And one of the guys we were with was there. Uh, he was teaching that day. He was sharing the mission and vision of the church we were planning. And so we walk into the the worship center and same thing happens. A guy walks up then. He's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, I didn't do the bulletins today. Do you think you're going to like need one to speak with? And and uh, about 15 minutes later, like, yeah, when when do we start? Oh, like we sometimes start at like 1030. Sometimes it's like 1045. And it was just a weird, it was a weird, like, just a bad experience of the culture 
within the organization. And so my point is you experienced it bad in a restaurant. I experienced a weird, uncomfortable, um, lazy culture within the church. And I think that brings us to very truth, a, a very true quote that, you know, was spoken by Carly Fiorina. It says, as goes the leader, so goes the organization. Like your culture will eat you for lunch. It's either going to help you or hurt you. And, and it's very easy to have a culture within your organization that will in fact eat you for lunch. Because in my experience, the pastor, the, 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 head leader of the church, he had a very lazy persona and the way he approached his leadership and the way he presented the organization, marketed the organization, and it bled down into every fiber of the of the place to where everyone had that same mentality. It's okay just to be, you know, eh, it is what it happens. I mean, I know you're an Enneagram 7 and you love to just kind of like, just to go with it, but you got to be strategic about it and you got to have a good culture. Yeah. So yeah, it it boils um, it boils down to culture so much of the time. And another quote, Peter Drucker, um, kind of father of organizational management, said, "Culture eats strategy for breakfast. Mm-hmm. You can have the best strategies, but like you say, if if the word lazy came in as an adjective, that's different from we're relational. Yeah. And so if it was a highly relational culture that mm-hmm. people came up to you and they're talking and they didn't want to break that, that's different. That sounds very intentional." versus lazy. There's things that we didn't do. We were very last minute. People don't appreciate that lack of professionalism these days. Uh, so yeah, depending on who you are, a little bit different, like you said, with your culture that you desire for wiring, something like that. But I will tell you, nobody wants to show up at a restaurant and not even be attended to for five or 10 minutes when the place is completely wide open. Nobody wants to come up and feel like they're walking into a space that wasn't created on purpose um, I just think the excellence level today is is beyond that. And I'm glad to see a lot of people focusing on culture. So as we dig in on culture today, this is actually one of my favorite topics to talk about. Yeah, because people don't buy what you do. They buy why. And part of your why is 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 going to, your culture is going to breed out of a lot of the why. And so yep. it, it's fun. I mean, you there's some pretty cool people doing some pretty cool things out there. So with that, uh, what is, what is one of the challenges with, you know, creating, with creating a culture or say you've, you're, you're listening to this today and you're not starting something new, but you realize like maybe we need to make a shift. So what are the challenges there? First one I think is again, starting with why Simon Sinek said it so well in his book, start with why, why does this matter? You need to communicate that to the people who come in. You need to communicate that to the staff. And that includes in the digital space. Here's why we do what we do. I love asking questions on social media. Why? I believe people want to have conversations. People want to feel loved. People want to feel known. So I love asking a bunch of questions. That doesn't mean I have to comment back on everybody's answer, but I want to create a space for that. What I also need to communicate is that you can't attack other people on my social media page, or eventually I'm going to have to get you off there and get somebody else in there, which is a weird thing anyway, is that I'm at that 5,000 cap. And if there are people who are not treating folks well in my living room, then they're not invited back. So uh, a culture and Henry Cloud talks about with a culture, you get what you create or what you allow, what you create or what you allow. And I think we have passive cultures that have ended up uh, accidentally heading into to bad places. And we've allowed that also think we've created some bad habits uh, in culture. And I think online, we're seeing a lot of those habits as well in the digital space. So I would say start with why and be incredibly intentional to not only start that, but to continue with why and to maintain with why that's what's going to keep your culture strong and intact. But tons of people miss that. 
Yeah. And it's not always intentional. We, we just don't think that culture and creating culture would be, you know, an important facet of growing our brands in the digital space. Um, but when you do that, you know, it's important to you, who you are as a person is important to who you are as an organization. And when you, when you begin to present that in your messaging in the, the things that are inherently important to you, that is what initially created the message that you're trying to put out because you want people to connect with it. Well, communicate who you are, why you care and how you're going to help. And that's going to create a warm environment where people are naturally going to want to come and congregate around and they're going to feel, they're going to feel like they can interact. They can ask questions. They can, you know, reach out for help. So the challenge is that you're probably listening to this right now and you realize maybe I haven't paid enough attention to my culture. And part of that is communicating your mission and vision, your why. And if you think you're communicating why you care or why it matters, enough, you're probably not communicating it enough. You can't over communicate here. And by the time that you think that they're getting tired of it, they're probably barely getting it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think one of the biggest challenges for us as leaders is we continue to say why, and then this is how, this is how exactly we're going to live this out. You're going to have new people in that are going to not have heard that people forget we're busy as leaders. Somebody missed the last meeting. You haven't communicated as much as you think. And this was a good takeaway for me. We recently were at an event and someone was talking about culture. And I thought, you know what? We never graduate from culture. We never had that nailed. It's always something we've got to come back to. And uh, one of the things that, that I love to emphasize to leaders today that, that are just hungry for is that who you are matters more than what you do. And that sounds great as a tweet. It sounds great as a quote or a meme. But how I try to practice that is caring first of all, about how people are doing. And secondly, about what they're doing. How are you doing? What's going on in your life? Because if you've just experienced a huge loss, then we're not just going to move on to business as usual because you're grieving, you're struggling right now. So I think that's, that's probably an easy way that we could live into that challenge. It's just say, who are you right now? How are you actually doing that matters more than what you do? and to operationalize that within your culture and, and find some actual ways to do that in your meetings. Yeah. And I would say, just name it, write it down. Um, you know, if you have things, if you have values, you have statements that are within your organization or you as an individual, your personal brand, what are those things? Bring them to life. Um, allow them to become, you know, your avatar, so to speak. And when you do that, when you identify them and really begin to live into them and be present with them, they, that yields, you know, it can yield some serious opportunity in a good way because you have to be before these opportunities to come, come to be, you have to realize when you start saying that you are the blank person, you have to be intentionally living into being the blank person. Restaurants exist to give you food. And if restaurants don't give you food, well, you're not going to go back. And the same thing is true for your culture. So, Alan, opportunities. What are a couple of big opportunities for creating a, a vibrant culture? First of all, I think opportunity could be to stretch what you think is possible. You're talking about a restaurant. There's a well-known restaurant in Denver, Colorado, that is well-known for having an amazing experience and terrible food. And guess what? It's packed still. People go. They don't go there for the best Mexican food. They go there because that experience is unbelievable. They literally have cliff divers. You're getting water on you in the restaurant. You love it. Kids are having a blast. Everyone goes there saying, I know the food stinks. And the experience every time is just wild enough that people are going to go do that. So I'd say, man, if you could hit both of those, that'd be incredible. But they've doubled down on this and said, this thing's going to matter. They obviously don't care that much about the food. 
so I think the opportunity is actually being known for something that you think is impossible. You think we're going to have to have the best Mexican food. No, we're going to have to have this really robust culture. I think the next opportunity is just um, the buzz to have people talk about, man, this culture is incredible. For example, our sister company that we kind of use as a test case many times for high touch marketing, Stay Forth Designs, we are a generous organization. And it's easy to say that at the beginning, but at the beginning, you can say a value, but you don't actually have a culture. So you've created something on paper. It doesn't actually exist. Over the last few years, we've given away hundreds of pairs of socks. We sock leaders a bunch. Uh, when somebody requests a journal, but they're tight on cash, we'll give them a journal anyway. We'll send it their way and eat the cost. We've given books away. We've given coaching away, especially during COVID when leaders were struggling. We chose to live into that as a generous organization and people believe us now and are actually becoming raving fans because of that. And now we've actually seen some coaches come on as people who are at-risk leaders. They couldn't pay for coaching. It changed their lives. And now they're actually our raving fans, become our team members, become coaches, and now are repeating the cycle. So I think the opportunity is the buzz factor that when you live out a value, it is so potent to people and they say, yes, these guys are the real deal. They're generous. And I want to be part of that. What about you, man? What opportunities do you see here within culture? We speak about and, and we tell people we're we're relational first and we're not transactional. And I think we've placed so much of an emphasis on being transactional in our current culture because we don't have a lot of time. People are frenetic. They're moving from place to place. Business leaders are starting new businesses. We're, we're having more and more of our time taken up. That will naturally breed a more transactional versus relational culture. And I think if we pay in pay attention to the the culture that we're creating or the culture that we're living into, you know, our perceived culture may be one way, but the culture we're living into may be a different way. When we when we orient them together, we'll really begin to connect with people on a different level. You know, our company is called High Touch Marketing, and we believe in doing going one, two, three layers below what the normal is. And when you create a a culture that really speaks to you on a relational level, you'll have a much better connection with people. I hear it all the time. People are like, I don't want to market because it feels skeevy and I don't want to come off as giving someone a sales pitch. Well, don't market from the point of sales. You know, if that's if it's important to you to connect with someone on a different level, market that way. Be the person yeah, that says, "Hey, I want to be as relational as possible to build trust," and that's the you. opportunity. And yeah, if if it feels that way to you, then it probably is. You probably don't like to be approached mm -hmm. that way. And I remember thinking, I don't want to start a nonprofit because if I do, we're going to have to do some weird, huge fundraising dinners or events. And there are different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. And so to, to say, if we're going to do it, here's how we're going to do it. But not just how, here's why that matters to us. Because we often have something we don't want to be, but we can't live out of just an anti-identity in our culture. We actually have to live out the culture of here's who we are. And uh, just to kind of slide into the takeaway then, for me, the takeaway is who you are is truly what you're going to be remembered as, as an organization as a content creator, I can't tell you the amount of times to say, well, that conference speaker, uh, great content. I've read their books. They are a jerk because people interacted with them. They treated them, them with less than dignity. And they just said, I don't want to listen to what they have to say. Their what is great, but who they are, I can't follow with. I believe leaders are incredibly sensitive right now to culture, incredibly sensitive to integrity. What you say, does it line up? Do you align with that? Now with social media, people can sort of tell on you and get exposure uh, to you. They, they're not actually 
generous. They're not actually whatever, who they say they are. And your values really have to be true. So I think the takeaway is just simply what I said earlier, who you are matters more than what you do. And actually, if who you are and what you do does not align, there is not integrity there, then people will find you out quickly and it will double back on you. Culture is just huge today. So I don't think you can focus on it too much. And I think the second takeaway is just simply you haven't communicated as much about culture as you think you have. Mm-hmm. You haven't communicated as much about culture as you think you have. You cannot over communicate about it. If you are, then people go, okay, we got it. We're going to share the message for you. You're going to have people liking, sharing. You're going to have raving fans simply because they get it. And by the way, some people will not align with your culture and they're going to leave far before then. They're going to unsubscribe. And that is necessary. That's good. Find the people who do align. They will become raving fans if you align. Use the tools that you have. They'll tell you what your what your culture is. I mean, I, I say it, you know, to friends um, on a personal level. Your personal social media page is, to an extent, a representation of who you are as a person. You may not realize the stuff you're putting out and the things that you're that you're saying and doing. It is a representation, to an extent, of you. Your business platform, your business page, is a representation of who you are as an organization and the culture that is internal will display itself externally, whether you realize it or not. So look at what people are saying. People are going to say some good things. They may say some things that aren't bad, but maybe you're like, we don't really see ourselves as that type of person. Then go back and do an assessment. We just said, you can never get too far away from your culture. It's always adapting and it's always growing. And it's always good to go back, you know, once a year, twice a year and say, hey, are we staying in line with where we're going, where we're trying to go, or have we drifted a little bit? And if you have, identify it, use the tools that are before you to help steer you back on course. Because the more you stay on course and the more you stay true to who you are, the more vibrant and the more active you'll be. Guys, focus on this. You don't need to read 10 books on this. You really don't. Now, there are some good ones out there, but I want to remind you, the, the key to this is not by reading more books, but is doubling down and saying, if we have an idea, if we want to be a generous culture, if we want to be integrous in what we do, how are you actually going to make that part of your culture? One of our values at Safe Work Designs is fun. When we get together, that is a value. On any team gathering or level, we're going to get together and say, what's fun to do around here? What are some things we enjoy? What's, what's a fun coffee shop or a place to eat? And Jonathan, you and I had opportunities mm-hmm. when we were just out in Minnesota to have some fun together. And that fun is going to come back around. It produces new ideas, but it is part of our culture. And a lot of people have aspirational values, things they wish were true about their culture, but they do not represent their culture. People will sniff it out. I don't think you can focus too much on culture. No. And if you don't, it is true. Your culture will eat you for lunch for better or worse. It's something that's very important. It's very practical and you don't have to spend buckets of money identifying and helping create a vibrant culture that speaks to you. So that's a big one. Um, that's one that I would definitely say sit with. And if you've got questions about it, feel free to reach out to us. Um, as always, we bring you these episodes every week. Uh, be sure to give us a rating and review. Uh, we've got a wealth of resources, one particular that can help you with the culture. We'll link that in the show notes and it'll be available on our High Touch Marketing website. Give us a follow on Facebook. And until next time, we'll see you back on the next episode of the Everyday Marketer Podcast. 